0: good morning everybody welcome back happy thanksgiving it is november 26 2020 as most of you know we have three nfl games as usual one got canceled but hey we got a college football game later with two teams that combined record of zero and eight Hopefully that can be exciting, replacing the Ravens and Steelers. We also have some college basketball. We're going to talk about, uh, as in everything that's happened yesterday. Just kind of what's what's going on as they just started. Uh, there is a game today. You know, hopefully it's a good one between Gonzaga and Kansas. But yeah, we're we're talking NFL. We talk we talk picks. We haven't we finally named the segment. I betcha those will be that will be the pick segment. Um, but yeah, we got a good episode for y'all. So whenever y'all are chowing down on some food, maybe y'all throw on the podcast. Maybe I can get some new fans, some new listeners. Who knows? I don't. But we'll see how it goes. I hope y'all have a good day and enjoy the rest of the episode. College basketball is back. We had a ton of games kick off yesterday. Eight top 25 games were canceled or postponed. I mean, let's just, let's get into it. It was a wild day yesterday. Um, Just a heads up, just so y'all know. Let me just say what the who the top four seeds are so far, or as of right now. Uh, number one, we got Gonzaga. Number two is Baylor. Number three is Villanova, and number four is Virginia. Now, obviously, four good universities, good programs. But Duke is number nine. Kentucky's number ten. North Carolina's sixteen. I mean, the three blue blood schools are, I mean, not even in the top eight. Speaking of top eight, n- number eight. A school most of you haven't heard of. Illinois, the Fighting Illini. Yes, that is their name. They are the Fighting Illini. They come in at number 8 into the season. In the preseason AP poll. And I'm excited to watch them. I don't know much about them. I've only heard about them playing NCAA 14. With Denard Robinson on the cover. Last time I heard of Illinois. Uh, You know, the Fighting Illini... I'm, I'm hoping they're fun to watch. I'm hoping that they're wild. They All they're about is offense. And I'm I'm all aboard the bandwagon before the season even kicked off. Illinois is the team to watch this season. Uh, today at 1230, we have number one Gonzaga versus number six Kansas. They play in Florida. It's a good one for Thanksgiving. Uh, we really don't have any great NFL games on today. Uh, it's going to be a boring one, but that should be fun. I'm kind of liking Kansas in this game for you bettors out there who like betting on college basketball. I know, you know, obviously Gonzaga's number one, and they have a good program. Kansas does too. They're number six for a reason as well. They're in Florida. Gonzaga's all the way over in Washington. Uh, I don't know how long they've been in Florida, but that's still a three-hour difference if they're traveling. I... Kansas is, like I said, Kansas is a good team. They're always a good team. I know Gonzaga is too, but it's first game of the season. Uh, Gonzaga usually doesn't play great teams at the beginning. Kansas, they line up with whoever they want to. Uh, I I like Kansas. Should be a fun game. I mean, have at it on Thanksgiving. When you're chowing down on some food, turn on this basketball game because I doubt the Texans and Lions are going to be enjoyable. Uh, that was it for college basketball. There's not much, like I said, it just started yesterday. We're going to get it more into it uh, next week. Whenever we kind of figure out which teams are winning, which teams are losing. But yeah, that's something to watch for. Let's move on. NFL week 11. Let's recap, start off with Miami uh, at Denver. Um, neither quarterback looked good. Uh, Tua got pulled. They put Fitzpatrick in the Broncos only won because they're running game Philip Lindsay, and Melvin Gordon went off. Uh, Bright news, though. Tim Patrick, wide receiver for the Broncos, he shined. And I I love Tim Patrick. He's fun to watch. And what I've noticed about this Broncos team, I I don't know if Drew Locke's the guy. Uh, I mean, in his interviews, like pre-draft, even post-draft, he doesn't look like... he wants to be in the spotlight and that's, I think that's something tough for a quarterback to not, you know, have that factor. Uh, he just, I didn't like him really coming out of the draft, but you know, after obviously everyone heard what Von Miller said, uh, about Drew Locke and how he's a superstar, we've all seen him on the sidelines, you know, dancing and rapping doesn't care what's going on, uh, in a good way. Obviously he cares about the game, but, uh, you know, everyone in that organization likes him. We've seen some flashes. You know, he's shown the it factor, as we like to say. He's shown that a few times. But he hasn't really played great. And I don't you know, it's his second year, but kind of his first year playing really. Uh he's he's young, he's got a strong arm. We're just we're we're just waiting to see him really stand out. But going in the next year, you know, he'll have Cortland Sutton back. I, if Tim Patrick can keep shining the way he is, he'll be wide receiver two slash three. Put Jerry Judy in the slot. I'm I'm liking this Denver offense the way it's coming around. If they can upgrade that left side of that offensive line and keep Locke protected a little bit more, maybe. Uh, Maybe he gets more comfortable in that offense. You know, he's got three receivers. He's got Noah Fant. He's got two good running backs. I mean, because you got Melvin Gordon for another year. This Broncos offense is looking good. And then on the defensive side, you know, you got Bradley Chubb and Von Miller rushing the passer. If you keep Justin Simmons at safety, you know, maybe sign another cornerback or draft another cornerback in the draft. <laughs> this Broncos team starting to shape out. And if Drew Locke is the guy. The Broncos are going to be, you know, someone to watch. I mean, obviously, they're going to have to play Kansas City twice. They're going to have to play Justin Herbert and the Chargers twice. They have the Raiders twice. It's a tough division, but the Broncos are still going to be a good team. I think they're going to be a 10-6 and six team, you know, as the years go on. If if Drew Locke is the guy. If not, I I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. To, it's a tough one. But... They're looking good. They played a good game versus Miami. I Vic Fangio is a good coach. I don't know if he's the right coach for the Broncos, but he is a good coach. And hey, they got the job done. In Denver, they beat Miami 13 to 20. Uh, next game, Tennessee at Baltimore. This one had huge playoff implications. Both teams were going into this week 6 and 3 uh or no, 7 and 3. And uh we're we we're looking at, you know, potential playoff matchup. You know, we already saw him play last year. Now we're seeing them play this year. Uh, Lamar didn't look good. Uh, Tennessee looked good. Neither team looked great. This was a battle of two good teams. Neither team was great. Neither team's bad. They're two good teams. They're both going to, well, I. Baltimore's not in the playoffs right now, but they'll both probably end up in the playoffs but Tennessee came away with a victory 30-24 to in overtime. All right, moving on. Matt Patricia and GM Bob Quinn, they're done. I mean, the Lions got shut out by the Panthers 20-0. to I mean, and I know Panthers started uh, P.J. Walker, you know, the Houston Roughnecks XFL quarterback. I know, obviously, that's the whole other side of the ball. But, I mean, if the Lions' defense can't even keep him off the field or – if they are getting them off the field and then their offense still doesn't do anything, it's just, it's worrisome. I don't think, I don't think anything the Lions do from here on out is going to keep uh, Patricia or the GM, Bob Quinn, on the team. I think the Lions are looking at a long rebuild because if you think about, Bob Quinn came from the Patriots, hired Patricia, who also came from the Patriots. That whole defense is basically ex-Patriot players. I mean, they're, they're going into a long rebuild they're going to have Matthew Stafford I think he's going to be 32 next season if I was the Detroit Lions I keep Stafford I build the team around him so whenever he is older you have a young quarterback coming into a good team that's been you know kind of built already and developed think uh, Dak Prescott and the Cowboys whenever he was on that whenever he was coming as quarterback think about that offense they had a great o line And they had decent receivers. If the Lions can maybe, you know, train some receivers, build that O-line, get a stout defense. Kind of like, maybe something like Tennessee had last year. And then draft a rookie quarterback in the top 10 with all these pieces already around him. That sounds like a successful formula that I think the Lions can enjoy. And, you know, maybe pull them out of the basement in what is the NFC North. Uh... Another this one this bad news for football fans all around. But Joe Burrow tears tore his ACL and his MCL, and apparently there's more knee damage besides this, those two tears. We don't know how long he'll be out. That usually is a nine to twelve month recovery time, which would put him at the end of next season. But I mean, do you even want to bring him in at the end of next season? Does he recover fast? Do they tell us he recovers fast and they put him in too early? I mean, this this is a chance for Cincinnati to just focus on upgrading their offensive line. I mean, we all knew that was a weakness going into the season. We've seen we've seen teams do this before, where they get a quarterback and they're not ready for him. Obviously. Joe, they couldn't have passed on Burrow, but they do need to keep him safe if they want him to be their franchise guy. And I feel bad for Burrow. Obviously, it's, he's playing for a hometown team because he's from Ohio. I think Cincinnati needed this. I think they love him. I think he's the perfect fit. It just, they weren't ready for him. And, you know, that was kind of my worry with, you know, the Dolphins when they drafted Tua. Different situation. But I, I would have rather seen the Dolphins this past draft not draft a quarterback. I, I would have rather seen them, you know, kind of build their offense and then bring a quarterback in maybe next year. Uh, but, you know, the Dolphins saw something in their team. Brian Flores knew what he was doing, and they got a quarterback who they hope is the future. And it, it, wasn't, it worked out for them because they actually did. They were ready besides what everyone thought or what we could see from the outside. But, you know, hopefully Cincinnati can figure it out fast. I I hope they keep Burrow all next season and just upgrade that O-line as much as possible. Focus on the defense after you protect Joe Burrow. Uh, The next thing we're going to talk about, this was a fun game to watch. Uh, Indianapolis clutched up at home versus the Green Bay Packers. Uh, They won 34-31 to in overtime. And just they played an all around good game. I mean, it's gonna be tough to stop Aaron Rodgers, but their offense, you know, played great against a decent Green Bay defense. Green Bay's had its struggles this season. Um, even watching them, I still see them as a borderline great team, but they're just not showing that, uh, like on the stat line. Um what does this say about Indianapolis? I don't know. I mean, they got another game versus Tennessee this week. They doubled their score a few weeks ago or a couple weeks ago on Thursday night. I I don't know what they're gonna do against Tennessee this week. Indianapolis can they can go either way? They could you know play a great game or they could play a sloppy game. Uh, they're to me they're a wild card, not a wild card team. They're just they're a wild card. You don't know what they're gonna do on a week to week basis. I'm hoping they figured it out. Love Phillip Rivers. I liked Indianapolis Colts. I love what Frank Reich's doing. I'm just excited to see where they go from here. Um, let's talk about the Monday night matchup between the Rams and the Buccaneers. There's a lot to say about this. And let, let's start out. Look, Rams are figuring it out. They won 27-24 versus Tampa Bay. You know, kicked a game-winning field. Matt Gay kicked a game-winning field goal against the team that cut him in the offseason or released him prior to the season. <laughs> Um, it was a great game to watch. It was hard to watch. Uh, you know, just watching Brady play terribly was frustrating. It was good, though. It was a back-and-forth game. Uh, but, yeah, the Rams were figuring it out. And I know I've been on Jared Goff's case repeatedly. I, I, I'm not going to admit that he's a, he's not a good quarterback. He's, he's mediocre. He's overpaid. Uh, but he knows the system, and I guess I, – I, I, I can't speak on the Rams cap decisions. They've made terrible choices, but he's, I hate to say it. He's getting the job done. He's doing what McVay needs him to do. They probably could have got another quarterback to do it, but it is what it is. Um, McVay won that game though. Not Jared Goff. Don't get that twisted. That McVay was the mastermind. Uh, the defense played good enough. Brady threw some terrible interceptions, Uh yeah, Tampa, Tampa Bay is just one of those teams that, you know, they're kind of like the Colts. They can either play great or they can play horrible. And, you know, I guess we'll see what they do from here on out. All right, let's talk today. Uh, all the sports going on, all the games going on. All right, at 1130 Central, we got Houston in Detroit. The Texans are going to face the Lions. Texans are going in their three-point favorites after a victory against the Patriots last week. Lions just got shut out by the Panthers, who do not have a very good defense. Um, but with that being said, the Lions play every year on Thanksgiving. It's tradition. Stafford's been there for a while. Uh, I mean, the Texans are going to Detroit. You know, they aren't experienced with playing on Thanksgiving. They don't know what this means to, you know, Detroit. Uh, so I, I don't know who's going to win this game. I want Detroit to win. I like the Lions. I like I like seeing Stafford ball out. But they played terrible. Patricia's just not the guy for him. Houston played a good game last week. I I can see Houston winning this. I don't know if it's going to be by 3, but I I could see I could see it being a high-scoring game and Houston just getting the final the final score. Uh then at 12:30, if that game is slow and no one's scoring, 12 30. You can switch over to Gonzaga versus Kansas. Talked about this earlier in the last segment. Uh it should be an exciting game between two top teams. Um and just it could it could be kind of a starter for their season and just how their season's gonna go. Um after that, Washington plays Dallas at 3 30. Dallas is three point favorites in this game. Uh it is Mike McCarthy's first year in Dallas on Thanksgiving. But He's probably played the Vikings a few times over his years in Green Bay, uh, so he. I, I think Dallas is going to win this game. Uh, it, they're only three point favorites too. I think that'll hit. Um, you know, could be an interesting one. If not, maybe take a nap uh, if you're if you're done with Thanksgiving. Um, after that, we were supposed to have Baltimore and Pittsburgh play at seven thirty, but because of Baltimore's corona outbreak, that game has been moved to Sunday at noon. Uh instead, if you want possibly an exciting matchup, a good a good game between two bad teams, both are 0-4. New Mexico at Utah State. Like I said, both teams are 0-4. New Mexico, I believe, is six-point favorites. This could be a high scoring, just fun game to watch. Uh you never you never know. You know, (laughs) it's just one of those weird ones that if you have nothing else to watch. Hey, Thursday night, you want sports? You want football? Well, here it he is. New Mexico at Utah State, and we're going to have a fun one with that. It's time for I Betcha. Look, my picks have not been good. I am 3 for 15 the last three weeks. I've gone 1 and 5 each time. It's not looking up at all. And so I looked at this week's games. I found six games that I like, and I think I could have go 5 and 1 this week. Um, as a recap, I am ten and twenty-two on the season. After a hot start, I have been terrible recently. I'm four and nine with my top picks. Uh, and last week I went zero and three with my top picks. It has not been good, good three weeks for me at all. But I think my luck is starting to change. I think this week is turning around. Uh, so I have six picks for you. I have one top pick. Let's let's go with them. We'll say the top pick for last. Uh, my first pick, not really a hard one. I have Miami, uh, and I'm taking the points or they're giving me points, uh, Miami minus seven at the New York jets. Uh, I, Miami just played a bad game against Denver. Uh, they're well coached. The jets are not a good team. We know this Miami. I think they're a good team. Not great. Not nothing special, but they're good team Tua is starting again, uh, which just kind of proves that he got pulled cuz he was playing bad not cuz he was hurt. Don't they're just saying that. Don't believe it. But they did come out and say he's the starter. Um I think it's obvious Miami's going to win this game but at minus 286, you know, you got to bet a lot to win a lot. So I'd rather take the minus 7. Give me uh give me the points or take the point, whatever it's called. They're at minus 103. Uh it should be some easy money with that game. Uh, moving on, we got the New York Giants uh, playing in Cincinnati. We all know Burrow went down; he's out for you know possibly this season and next season. Um, the Giants played a good game a few weeks ago against the Buccaneers, uh, and then they're also coming off a bye, so they've had time to prep for this game. Um, you know, Ryan Finley's not terrible; but he's not good. You know, he's only in his second year. They drafted Burrow because they didn't like what they saw from Finley. Um, I'm taking Giants at minus six, and uh, you can't convince me otherwise. Next game up, we got the LA Chargers at Buffalo. Um, you know, I have I'm taking Buffalo, and I'm taking minus five and a half points. I I think they'll win this game, but at minus two thirty five, like I said, you get you're gonna have to bet a lot to win a lot. Um, I think Buffalo is gonna win by more than by six or they're going to win by six or more. I think, I think it's easily, honestly, I take an alternate point spread with this game. Um, I, I don't think LA is going to stick around with them. They're flying three hours ahead in Buffalo. I, I, I don't know. And we don't, we don't know what the weather's going to be like, but we know in LA it's, it's always sunny and Buffalo is not. And you know, Josh Allen's been there. He's been in Buffalo for three. He was in Wyoming for at least another three, uh, He's used to bad weather, so if it's bad weather, it probably just helps Buffalo's case. Um, Next game, we're staying in the Northeast. we got Arizona at New England. Arizona's two-and-a-half-point favorites. I'm going to hit that part of the bet. I think they win by at least a field goal. New England's not good. Arizona is. I know they lost a tough one last week, but it was on Thursday. They've had three extra days of rest. I'm liking Arizona this week. Uh, Nail them in. Uh, Last game that's not a top pick, New Orleans at Denver. Will New Orleans win? Yes. Uh, but they're six-point favorites. Denver has played a great game against Miami. I think they like what they, they found. Um, yeah, so Taysom Hill had a whole new aspect to of the offense. They destroyed the Falcons. Um, part of that, though, is Taysom Hill had never thrown more than two passes in a game. You didn't know what you were going to get from it. You didn't know what to expect. You know, last year the Saints, whenever Drew Brees went down... We heard uh, Taysom Hill is going to start, and instead they stuck in Teddy Bridgewater. So who knows? The Falcons might have been planning for a Jameis Winston start just in case. Taysom Hill got the start. He has one game to watch film for. Um, but if he starts, I think Denver will cover. Keep an eye on this game if you bet on it or if you're going to bet on it. If they do end up going with Jameis, I think the Saints will cover. Uh, but, you know, as of right now, I th- I think Denver can stop Taysom Hill. Uh and their offense is playing good enough. Saints' defense is they're nothing special. I think Denver can lose by less than six. Um, last pick. I'm locking it in. I bet you Cleveland Browns win by seven or more points against the Jackson Jagua- Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites. I think they're going to go in the Jacksonville. Mike Glennon starting for the first time with the Jags. Minshew's still out with a broken finger. Jake Luton did not play very well last week at all. I'm liking Cleveland winning by more than seven. If there's an alternate point spread on this, I'm taking it. I might even take Cleveland by 12. Uh, those are the picks. I, like I said, I think this week I can go five and one. I, I liked looking at these games. I, I liked what I saw. Uh, it's Hopefully it's an exciting week. Um, you know, maybe the playoffs get mixed up a little bit more. But yeah, I'm liking, I'm liking these picks this week and I bet you Cleveland wins by seven or more. That's it for this week's episode. You know, come back next week. Hopefully we'll have some more college basketball to talk about. And that's, that's basically it for this week. You'll have a happy Thanksgiving.